You're listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. So on Thursday night, uh, my partner Brian and I, we went to this drag show called Weirdo. It's over off Santa Fe, and it was a, a, a contest where the drag queens try and one-up each other in doing like the weirdest acts possible. And it, let me tell you, it definitely lived up to its name. It was very comforting, though. I felt like I was back in San Francisco. But honestly, the thing that was the weirdest part of the show was that the queen hosting it out of nowhere gets up in the middle of the show and gives a sermon. Like, a real sermon. I mean, she didn't call it that, nor do I think many of the other folks who were watching it would have called it a sermon. She didn't mention God or Jesus, but what I heard was a sermon. What I heard was pure gospel. I heard her tell the story of how a year ago she was at the end of her rope and she had just been dumped by the love of her life for for doing drag. And so she hated her body and felt like she didn't fit in anywhere. and, And then she looked around the world and she became worried that more and more it seemed like there's less and less room for folks who don't fit in. And And then I heard her talk about how Deep down, from this secret place in her heart, she knew she was loved, and she knew that others needed to hear that they are loved, and so she started this show called Weirdo, so that everyone would have a place to belong. And as I listened to her preach, I was like, hey, that sounds a lot like church. (laughs) Sounds a lot like house. (laughs) That sounds a lot like Jesus which got me to thinking about how often like, I fall into the trap of thinking that God speaks in the language of the church rather than the language of God. I thought about how I slip into believing that God's language is like some highly specialized dialect, like Elizabethan English or something, like, the Lord be with you. (laughs) And that in order to hear the voice of God, we have to have a finely tuned ear, trained for years in the scriptures and in the liturgy, and yet here I was in a dingy bar surrounded by many of the weirdest drag queens I have ever seen, and what I was hearing was without a doubt gospel. And and if the applause and the tears were any indication, then the whole bar thought it was gospel too. God was freeing people right there. And if I'm honest, I have to admit that this is usually how God speaks to me, outside the walls of the church, in the language of my daily life, because this is the language I understand best. It's the language I speak without even trying. And it's because I understand it without even trying that God is able to reveal that God has come to me, that it's in God's nature to make God's self known. It's not for me to learn a new specialized language so that I can somehow understand God. 
God will make God's self known. Which is what I hear in today's gospel. Jesus and the disciples, they, they leave the synagogue and they go out into the world, out into the daily life of the people, which is where the majority of Jesus' ministry happens. It's not in the synagogue. The synagogue, much like the church, was the special place where the special people went to listen to God's special language. But Jesus, he, he turns this upside down and he goes out into the world and says, there are no special people and there are no special places or special language for God. God is everywhere and makes God's self known to all people. And so Jesus leaves the synagogue and he goes to Simon and Andrew's house and there he speaks in a language that everybody can understand. He simply takes their mother by the hand and raises her up and heals her. He doesn't preach her a sermon or chant a prayer or perform an elaborate healing ritual. Jesus uses a simple, direct, and universal language that she understands. And it looks like everyone else understood it too, which is why I imagine that the gospel says the whole city was gathered around the door. Because every underst everyone understood what he meant. The whole city gathered because they knew what it meant for a religious teacher like Jesus, a rabbi, to touch a woman especially a sick, elderly woman. That was a language they could understand. Because Jesus, Jesus speaks the language of the drag queen, the language of the, the laughing child, and not the language of the Nashville Statement or of immigration policy or of the Nunes Memo or of any other language that's meant to shut people out. The simple, direct language of Jesus' touch told them everything they needed to know about God. It told them that the old world was dead and a new day was dawning where they no longer had to fear that God was only speaking to certain people. God was speaking to the whole world and was telling everyone that they were beloved. And because Jesus spoke to the people in a language they could understand, it's not surprising that the disciples come and tell Jesus that Everyone is looking for you. This week I kept coming back to those words. Everyone is looking for you. Everyone is looking for Jesus. And I remembered how when I was a little boy I would argue with my mother about whether or not it was possible for everyone to hear the gospel. I was so annoying. I'd be like, well, what about the people born before Jesus? What about the Native Americans or the people in South America? What about the people who are alive today but are traumatized by the church or, or their country was bombed by a Christian nation? What about them? I just didn't understand how we could expect everyone to hear the gospel when we are not all starting off from the same place. But as I sat in that weird drag show on Thursday and listened to that drag queen preach, all of a sudden, it was so clear that God really is speaking to all of us and in a language we can understand. That God is not limited by the language of the church or of theology or even the language of the Bible 
for sure, God uses those things. I mean, that's why we're all here. But God is not limited to these ways of speaking. Instead, God in her infinite wisdom and creativity is constantly pushing beyond the boundaries that we establish and is moving on ahead of us, preaching love in ways that the whole world can understand. Through drag queens and laughing babies, through a kind word from a stranger and the splendor of that blood moon this week. I remember the first time I walked into St. Gregory of Nyssa Episcopal Church in San Francisco and one of the first things I saw <clears throat> was what appeared to be a large stone tablet in Chinese. That's an image of part of it there. I found out that it was a rubbing of a stone monument called the Xi'an Steel. And it contains some of what are called the Jesus Sutras. These are retellings of the gospel from the 7th century in China. But they use metaphors from Taoism rather than Judaism and Christianity to tell the words of Jesus. In one of the most beautiful parts of these Jesus Sutras, you can hear the writer wrestling with the question of how God speaks to us. Did God limit her gospel to Israel and the Roman Empire, or is God finding other ways to reach people all over the world? That sutra says, nobody has seen God. Nobody has the ability to see God. Truly, God is like the wind. Who can see the wind? God is not still, but moves on the earth at all times. He is in everything and everywhere. Humanity lives only because it is filled with God's life-giving breath. Peace comes only when you can rest secure in your own place. When your heart and mind rest in God. Reading these words, it changed my faith forever. It convicted me of how often I try and limit how God shows up and that God really is like the wind. That God is everywhere and is always moving and that God is always speaking in a language that we can understand. Because God desperately wants us to know that we all belong to God and that Everything that separates us from God is just an illusion. And that there is nothing we have to do to get close to God because God has already come close to us. Amen.